Welcome to Spotlight by Play Craig. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! A podcast that shines some light on amazing people in the baseball world. Deja vu all over again, as uh, Yogi Berra would say. Introducing your host and the founder of Play Crate, Josh Ben. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Spotlight, a podcast where we shed some light on people in the baseball and softball community. This could be anyone from players, coaches, entrepreneurs, and anyone who has an interesting story we can learn from. This is season three of Spotlight. We are just focusing on coaches, specifically hitting coaches. And today we have Cameron Ginger. Cameron is the owner of Cameron Ginger Baseball and the founder of Propel Hitting at Propel Hitting on IG. Uh, a sports brand with an incredible hitting following. He's mentored and developed high school, college, and pro guys and helps place over 150 young men into college programs and 15 into the MLB draft. Cameron, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Uh, I'm really excited to be here, man. I'm, I'm, I love these kind of conversations. I think it's good for everybody, but especially for me, I, if I could be a little selfish, I would get to talk some hitting with, some awesome, with an awesome guy, man. I'm, I'm pumped. For, so thanks for having me, and man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I've been looking forward to having this conversation for a while. You know, the years that I think there's just like this Instagram community of awesome baseball coaches and propel just always pops up on my feed because I just, I love the way that you teach. I love the the way that you break down, you know, certain elements of hitting. Um, but yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit about, about your history with baseball and how you got started. And then eventually, you know, you're on because of, uh, you know, I found you through propel hitting, but I know you have mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff going on. So would love to just get a little bit of background of, of you and baseball and how you got started. Absolutely, man. So um, I kind of I kind of say I was born into it, right? So I I went to my first game when I was in my in my mom's belly, right? So um, <laughs> my dad my dad was a big big college or big big baseball player, played a little bit in college and some other things. And so um, so yeah, man, I, I came out I came out of the womb and I loved it. Um, so it was I went to my first game when I was six months old and. I uh, went to my first full game when I was 18 months old. Apparently, I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't confirm this or deny it. But apparently, when I was a kid, like baseball games would go by and I throw a fit until they put the baseball game on. So I, I guess it's just kind of in my blood at this point, right? So, um, but yeah, man, I got, I got, a, I got a passion for it. I think that, I think what I'm specifically passionate about is is twofold. One would be just how much this game has to teach us about um, where we can that we can take into mul- so many facets of life, and, and then I think as well, like. I'm passionate about just seeing people be able to reach their full potential. Right. So when I first started playing, so I'm 32, I turned 33 this year. And so like, um, you know, back when I was in high school and, you know, coming up into high school there, like select was just kind of like starting to, to be prominent. Right. And it was like, if you're on a slug team, like you were good. Right. And then it's a little, a little bit different than the dichotomy now. Right. There's, there's just a way more, it's just, there's way more of it. And so, you know, like what I'm passionate about as a person that, you know, I speak to is me and my brother. Right. And just knowing that, um, you know, because like I, I've gotten to hit with some some big name people. Right. And, and, and what always eluded me was the how. Right. Mm-hmm. And how, how do how do I get there? I, I know what you're saying. Like, that's great. Those are I'm, I'm doing it. But then you're telling me I'm not. And so what I'm super passionate about is just like the how part and just really helping people be able to you know, cause use the information and like practice it and do it. Right. And I believe that, um, I, I believe there's a lot of information out there, but I think there's, 
somewhat um, there's information with a hook, right? And and what what I what what I'm passionate about is just like, hey, here's the information. Um, like now, use it to go work hard because yeah. now you can kind of see a map. You can kind mm-hmm. of see a map of what um, you know what success could look like, right? And I think that too often, you know, people think it's like, well, if I do this certain formula, I'm going to get there. And it's like, look, you want success. It's going to be hard and you're going to have to work. And you know, you, you know, you built what you built and like, you know, you probably all the time like, Oh, I want to be just like you. It's like, well, you have to put in the time. It's like, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Right. And so I think that, I think that that having that information being out there tangibly and explained and with context, so understanding is possible. I think we just breed better humans that way right and especially baseball players or softball players right but i think that um if you can breed a better human then they're going to be a better baseball player at the same time so man that's what i'm passionate about i'm passionate i'm a, I'm a teacher and a, and a coach and you know consultant and, and different things and so i just love helping people like assimilate things and and put that together man so like that's yeah that's really what i'm passionate about and i love i love doing that and I'll, i've been around baseball since i can remember so they just they just go together so that's awesome yeah, yeah i mean I would love to go more into, you know, of like saying the how is, is like a, a big topic, right? Cause that's, that's mm-hmm. everything. So mm-hmm. maybe take us through, like, if someone's coming in, they have talent, they're going to do a hitting lesson with you. Yeah. Um, and let's just say that they're a really talented, uh, you know, obviously they're athletic. They're a great mm-hmm. baseball player already. Um, they're pretty far down uh, the path of, you know, playing college or pro ball. What's the first lesson look like? Like yeah, what's so, that conversation look like? I love that. That's a great question. Um, I think I start every lesson out by saying um, this is a partnership and the partnership starts with let's get it right. I'm not here to be right. Right. Um, and that's, that's, that's how it starts. And so, um, you know, I'm very passionate about being crystal clear in the communication. And what I mean by that specifically is I, what I see may not exactly be what you're thinking or may not exactly be what's going on. So my job and my role as the communicator is to figure out how you need to hear it, how you need to see it, feel it, do it, whatever, right? Whether you're a high level guy that just doesn't need a bunch of details, doesn't need a bunch of X, Y, Z, but just explain it to me so I can understand it. Tell me how to do it go. Or the person that's like, okay, great. Um, But like, I don't know how to do that. So can you show me a tangible way? Right. And so I think everybody kind of falls in between those two extremes. And so I do a lot of, I, I ask a lot of questions, you know, like, what is your, what do you think you're best at? Um, what do you think you're worst at? Why, why do you, how do you think those go together? Um, you know, why do you like, why do you like hitting? Why do you like baseball? Why do you just, just really trying to figure out how the person ticks because like I'm a big um, strength finders Gallup person. And so like, I believe a lot in like, knowing how you process and knowing how you, excuse me, put put out information and spit it out and stuff. And so like, I've got to be able to learn what it's like to walk a mile on that person's shoes. Right. So I really just try and like figure out what the language is. Right. And so like, and then it's just kind of diving into like, um, one, not overcoaching. I believe mm-hmm. a lot of people yeah. do that. Right. And, and um, I think you can outcoach the athlete. Um, you can bring, you can uh, make them a robot, which is, uh, the wrong thing to do in my mm-hmm. opinion. And so, um, yeah, so it's really just that those first couple is really just trying to figure out how do you tick and then how can I match up with what I see to what you want to get better at? Cause oftentimes they're different. They're not, but they, but they're different in the, in the specific language. Right. And so I think that it's really just trying to figure out, okay, like, here's what I see. Here's what you're talking about. Okay. Like now how do we marry those? Right. And just the bridge building process is really what I, 
I, I feel like that's what instructors are there for is to, is to, to build those bridges, right. Or provide those ladders. Like that's, that's all it's purposed for. And that's all it's designed for. So I think that that's really what I try and do in the beginning stages. And then I, I just, as we get deeper and deeper into the lesson, like as we get to the end, it's all about assimilation. It's all about, okay, now all that stuff is great. So how do we simplify that in two words to where like now when you face, when you're facing, you know, 94 tomorrow, how are we going to keep what we're working on, but then stay extremely simple, right? So you can have good results. So I think a clear head um, allows for, you know, different parts of the brain to work and the body to work. Body knows how to do it, right? Like some, I mean, you take some of these pro guys, millions of swings. They take millions of swings in their life, right? They know how to get to the baseball. So like being able to simplify it and bring it back to center, you know, towards the end, 10, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, left of the lesson, like, like assimilating that back of like, okay, now this is how this translates into how you move, how you think and how you produce results. And I think that's, I think, I think that's where um, I try to, I try to harp on. Cause I think that's really important. Man. I love that. So, I mean, most people just end, end uh, a lesson with the line drive and they say, let's call it a day. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So I love that's that right. you kind of take the time to, um, you know, review everything. Same thing like you're studying for the test. And um, I think that's super important. I would love to know, I mean, number one, you brought up like a, a million points. Like I, I'd love <laughs> to talk about how you communicate and how mm-hmm. you think you can be a great communicator. Also over coaching. Like we could talk about how people overcoach. It's like, probably. <laughs> yeah. Like if you ask a barber, if you need a haircut, they're always going to yep. say yes. If you go 100%. to a lesson, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Exactly. Um, and I see that all the time is, you know, mm-hmm. anyone that goes to a lesson, it's like, something's wrong with their swing. You're fixing mm-hmm. something all the time. Sometimes you're, you don't need to fix anything. Um, exactly. and you're just, you're having those conversations so they can go off and self-correct properly. Exactly. Um, 100%. Yeah. But I mean, I love, I love the way you end your lessons from, from what you just say. Cause I think mm-hmm. what you're doing is so important, but what does a typical lesson look like? And like, I know it changes for everyone, but like, I used to have certain drills for me as a hitter, not even me as a coach mm-hmm. that I just knew this is what's going to get me, um, mm-hmm into like a good rhythm before mm-hmm. a game or for a mm-hmm. lesson or something. And then I would usually translate that in, into my lessons and everyone eventually had their own routine based yes. on, based on <laughs> everything. But what's like a pretty standard, like lesson, if you had to say like, these are the most common drill sequences that we do. I love hearing about other coaches drills. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm really big on um, like sequencing. So like the body working, you know, in, in order. Right. So I do a lot of, do a lot of drills on based on that. Um, just like, <clears throat> cause I think a lot of, it's so hard, man. Cause the, 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 the hands have the bat. Right. Yeah. And so like, and obviously you need to be most concerned with like what that's doing. Right. But like, you know, just um, it, it's got to kind of work, right. The pelvis is the pelvis and the hips and the, and the muscles, they, they have a role. Right. And, and so just like understand, like, I think giving the information and then like looking at the kid and like, okay, like, I normally do a drill that's like X, Y, Z for this, but like, what does this person potentially need? Like, this is the, this is the the end goal. Right. But so like, I like doing like sequencing type stuff. Um, and I really just, um, I'm really big on drills where people can feel the difference. Right. Because it, to me, like, if you can't feel, Hey, this is right. And this is wrong, or this is good. And this is bad. Then you really can't have long-term success. And mm-hmm. so, I do a lot of, I do a lot of things like that. Right. Um, um, I've got a really good, really good buddy down in Georgia that he does 
oh my gosh, he's he was a physics major and all this <laughs> stuff, and he's just crazy smart, right? But he's yeah. really good at assimilating it, right? Some people can handle that, some people can't. He does a great job. Mm-hmm. But man, like I've taken so much stuff from him, but I'm just really big on like the sequencing part, you know, and then just like <clears throat> feeling like the body, like like wanting the bat to feel as light as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Wanting it to feel like a feather. And um, so I do a lot of that and I do a lot of like um, pause drills, right? So let's say like we're working on someone's got an overstriding or someone's over, you know, overemphasized or overloading the back leg too much. So they're getting a you know reactive reaction this way that's causing them to go through the top of their hip or, or whatever, right? Like, so like I'm really big on, okay, so like we got to feel that. You gotta, you gotta feel what it's, you got like, so getting here and then pausing, it's like, okay, now stop right there. What do you feel that's different? Right. It's like, okay, well, I feel I was more in the front of my legs, but now I feel like I'm in my glutes or now I feel like my groin is stretching a little bit or, you know, or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, we're going to build from there. So we're going to go here, pause, feel, go. And so I think that, um, yeah. And whatever it is, right. Whether it's hands related, whether it's lower half related, head related, whatever it is, but just being able to go, okay, this is right. Okay. Now, now I'm going to assimilate more towards a, a real life swing or a full speed, full speed swing. And I, so I do, I find myself doing that like all the time. I'm like, man, like I do that. I do that so much. My guy's probably like, Oh boy, here we go. But, <laughs> but you know, what's cool is like some of them where it really clicks, they, they do it on their own. Right. Cause I tell them like, I'm not going to tell you my older guys, right. I'm, I'm not going to tell you how many swings you need to take right here doing this. If it's two, then great. If it's 20, like you tell me and you know, let's get, let's get farther back as soon as we can. Right. But like, <clears throat> if you need 20, let's do 20. Um, and so like, I think that it, it's cool to see like when they, when they get it and they just kind of personalize it. Right. I think that's really important. Yeah. So yeah, I do a lot, of, a lot of that just stuff where it's like break it down into understandable pieces. Yeah, man. I like, <clears throat> I, I think I like these podcasts so much. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I wish I knew this when I was growing Dude, up. Cause, same cause, man. Like some of the like, guys I'm, I listen to, man, I'm like, golly. Like, yeah. I mean, we've had some awesome, awesome people on here, like yeah. Casey Smith and Antonelli. Yeah. And like, yeah. I just love and, and And you, like, I love picking all your brains. Cause I'm like, man, like down the, I was always like the down the hill through the tunnel, up the hill, squish the bug. Like everyone was from that mindset. Dude, were, were we all though? I mean, that's what, that's just what we were taught. That's what yeah. we were taught. Like, yeah. You know, and baseball is, is obviously an evolution, but you know, one of the main things I think I would have even told myself even in college was just swing less. Like I was just, I was like, I'm just going to take more swings than anyone. And that's mm-hmm. going to fix the problem. And I was just like really great at being a bad hitter sometimes. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Hey, I, 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 I'm right there with you, man. I, I would overswing with the best of them, man, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, and I think it was because I didn't know what, uh, I didn't, I didn't know what to do and I didn't have that's that it. pause in my routine. I just said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm here to take BP. I'm going to take 300 swings. Yeah. Um, not, I'm going to take 30 swings um, and really break down that. I feel that little bit of pressure yes. in my groin. I feel that little yeah. bit of separation in my yes. lower, mm-hmm. uh, you know, QL or whatever you want to say. And, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously like no one was, was teaching that at the time. So it's different yeah. now, but yeah, 100%. You know, there's like this new wave of hitting, uh, which I think is just, you know, fantastic. And it comes from all the data that we've had. And then people are taking that data and they're transforming it into analytics. And then what you do with that analytics like it's kind of broken up into different schools, but Agreed. you know, what do you think has been been the biggest difference from probably when me and you were growing up and we mm-hmm. had this, you know, 1980s, 1990s, super yeah. down to the ball yeah. um, mentality to now, how have you kind of 
um, segued into this, in this new wave of hitting? Yeah, I think, um, I remember what it was, is like, man, like <clears throat> I would take BP with guys that I was, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was like 170 pounds, like six, three, 170 pounds. So I was like freaking a bean bowl. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, man, like I'm hitting balls just as well. Right. Like I have better, like I swing harder I do all this stuff, but my balls run out of juice. Right now, part of that was because I was skinny. That's fair. Right. But like, I was like, why some, even when I was playing, I was like, my ball runs out of juice and, and some of these other guys doesn't. And so like, then I just really started like, um, studying it and i think there i think there was a guy gosh i can't remember his name his, his first name is joey i can't remember his last name but like he just had a blog and mm-hmm. i was in i was a junior in college and i started reading and <clears throat> i remember the first time like and i had coached this and been like yeah like dick about it right like like, like dogmatic like this yeah. is how you hit like you're swinging up you're selfish yeah like, i said that yeah and like and like, then I started reading this blog and he talked about like the Nike, like he, he thought, I mean, I've been with the guy for a long time. And then he's like, I think the, the ideal path is like a Nike swoosh kind of, yeah. and it like, it made me mad. Right. Cause like whatever, for whatever reason, like people get so mad about <laughs> this baseball swing. That's probably the biggest thing now. I'm just like, okay, think down. Like, it's fine. It's not what you're doing, but I don't care. Yeah. Hit, hit, it, hit it on your foot. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but like, then I just started looking at it and then I started watching film differently. And I'm like, even these guys that are, you know, like whatever, like literally trying to do this, there's still this movement of into the zone and like through the zone, even if it's for a little bit. And then, and then, man, I just started, I just started seeing swings differently and just started mm-hmm. studying. And then I had the fortune, I was very fortunate to be able to, so Luis Ortiz, he is the um, hitting coach of the Rangers. Mm-hmm. His pupil, um, I got to sit underneath him. At, we worked at the same facility right after I got out of school. And man, that dude, you talk about breaking it down and just, just literally a genius. Like, yeah. and, like, and, and I would just, I, I, like, I remember hearing him talk and I went to him like my like third or fourth day to the facility. And I was like, bro, okay, you're the smartest person I've ever heard about hitting. And all I want to do is help people with hitting. So like, can I come to your lesson, but I don't have lessons and pick up the balls for you? Mm-hmm. um so i can just listen to you like That's i won't awesome. i won't anything like i'm just gonna sit there and i just want to hear yeah. how you do it right and then you know like it was cool because like months later we had a guy from <clears throat> an all big 12 guy come out and like jason just destroyed his swing like all big 12 big big 12 player of the year like all this crazy stuff and like just destroyed his swing and that like and then I started, and then I was started to be able to see things like, Hey, when he does this, like when that, that top part of the hip does this, it kind of cut. And he, and then he would like empower me to like, Hey, go talk to him. Hey, go do this, go do this. And so like, man, like, it's just, I think, I think it's just an under, I don't know. I just, I just love to learn about it. Right. And I was gaining an understanding. And so I think that man, like, it's really just, um, like, I don't even like, I won't even go into like, okay, well, you're going to swing up at the ball. Now it's like, we're just going to move. We're going to, we're going to make your body move efficiently. And a lot of times it just happens like that happens naturally. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I think people over teach the backside, right. Like what to do with it or what to do with that. Like, um, and man, I, I don't know. I just think it's, I think people are passionate about the game, which is good. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think that, <coughs> far too many people are worried about being right instead of getting it right and man it's just like look i don't care what you think 
You know, yeah. I had a kid when I when I coached at, at a junior college that like, dude, I'm telling you, the steepest of steep down. Like he actually swung that way, like this the steepest I've ever seen. And you know what? Like we still I still had to coach him mm-hmm. and I still had to help him. Right. And so I was like, hey, like, you know, me even sharpening myself, like, I think you're doing the complete wrong thing, but here's how to like here's how to get through that ball more. Here's how to, you know, feel this. Here's how to have a better a better chance to, to do X, Y, Z. And so, uh, man, I just think, I think we just got attached to that. Right. And, and it's just, I think if people could get to the point of one, stop talking about launch angle hitters, man, my goodness gracious. I just did a YouTube video about it, man. And I was just like, look, like it's literally a metric. That's all. It's a measurement. Like it's yeah. literally just like, what's the angle it leaves on that? No, nothing else. There's no launch angle swings. Like saying picture has a velocity, same thing, but it's like, if people would just understand, like we're all on the same team and all we're trying to do is just maximize, maximize where the bat it, how the bat is following the ball. Cause the ball is coming in on a downward angle. So like, we just want to, we just want to match that as long as we can. And like, that's all. So truly like we were told when we were little have a level swing. Yeah. Like that's, that's all, that's all we're trying to do is have an actual level swing. Right. And so like, I think that, you know, um, people don't mean to, but they, they just don't know, right? Like, you know, when you go to the ballpark, what do people say? They'll be like, don't drive your shoulder. Well, you're sh- dropping your shoulder has almost nothing to do with your actual shoulders because your shoulders follow your hips most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're dropping your shoulder, you're probably doing something incorrectly down below. So, like, let's figure that piece out. Or you're too heavy on the backside. So, when you un- when you uncloak the backside, right, you drop. And so, it's like, I just, I just want – I just – I'm passionate about people getting more information like that, right? So you'll stop like saying things that are not incorrect, but just lead down a path that isn't as successful, if that makes sense. So yeah, man, I'm just I'm just super passionate about people and I'm super passionate about the game. And so it's just like, man, like let's just just learn and look, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people that get so pissed about it. And I'm like, I'm glad you're excited, but like we're okay, like you thought this is great, but like that's not what happened. Most yeah. Of the time, right? yeah. I mean, so, the, the goal is to be better, a better hitter and learn more about hitting yeah. literally, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can progress the game. So mm-hmm. also like I I've always had, you know, the idea that, you know, the information that gets passed along is just the easiest transferable information. It's really easy to say, squish the bug. It's really mm-hmm. easy to say dropping mm-hmm. your shoulder. Mm-hmm. There's no meaning. It's really easy to say, get your hands inside the ball. These are all yeah. things like we all grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really, if you're a little league coach or, you know, I'm not knocking any coach at any level, yeah, not at all. Not at all. you know, people are trying their best and they have these hitting cues, which kind of look right on the surface, but mm-hmm. they're leaving out a whole kinetic sequence. They're leaving yes. out so many details and context and mm-hmm. uh, and you're moving during all this. So when you drop your back exactly. shoulder, it's through a movement. Uh, so it's exactly. not, it's not uh, in isolation ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, I mean, I think now with, with the technology and, and even just video, like mm-hmm. I remember growing up, you probably had like, binders of like yep. clippings of literally <laughs> yep just pictures yep yeah and it would be like move on at like point of contact yep. <laughs> you know yep. what i mean yep um so it's it's great to see where it's come now but mm. i mean i i see it on both ways like i was so yeah. dogmatic about believing this is how you hit you go down to the ball because mm. i saw you know a picture of it um in the newspaper or something i'm yeah. like Manny Ramirez and he, it looked like he was going down to the ball but that was mm-hmm. at like the very that was in a certain point of a swing. You didn't see yes. how he actually got to that point. Yes. Um, 
you know, to leverage his bat. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, what I, what I do want to kind of get a little bit into is, is something that's not necessarily easily transferable or simple, like squish the bug or drop the shoulder. Yeah. Um, which is why I love your account so much is because you take the time to really say, um, this is what I mean by that. So mm-hmm. you had a couple different posts, um, you know, you had one that said, um, you know, hitting the ball in the air doesn't mean trying to lift the ball and hitting pop-ups. It means trying to square up balls always. Can you yeah. take us through what, what that means? And I have a couple of these because I love yeah, how you, for sure. you go into detail on them. Mm-hmm. You don't just leave it as, you know, you drop your back shoulder, your, you know, <laughs> hands yeah, inside the ball. True. Well, and, and, and that's, yeah. and that's where that context comes, right? Like even, um, it's just so you got to understand why the person that's saying that is saying that or what it comes from. Right. And so like, that's, that I'm telling you, that's where, that's where my passion is, is mm-hmm. right in that spot. Cause I cannot tell you how many times I was told like, well, Hey, do this. I'm like, I'm doing that. Yeah. Like oh, I'm doing that. And so like, you're frustrating me cause you're telling me to do something like, I'm doing that. Help me get there. Right. And so I think that, man, like the goal is line drives. The, yeah. goal, the goal is always line drives. Right. And I think that's something that's so the, the easiest way I can describe it is like for a long time, you were categorized as a hitter, right. Mm-hmm. A type of hitter. And so like you were given a ceiling and you were given a basement. Mm-hmm. And um, I still, I don't think that that's 100% wrong, but I think it's, wrong but i don't think it's completely wrong I, I do think that you know someone like jose altuve versus joey gallo joey gallo is going can hit the ball farther than jose altuve can't right mm-hmm. because jose altuve is listed at five seven there ain't no way he's five seven they lying like he's probably closer to being a midget than he is five seven <laughs> but the dude can rake right the dude can rake but yeah. like so like there is some difference in that there absolutely is but man like i i think what frustrates me the most is like <clears throat> when you make the target only backside ground balls, right? Mm-hmm. Or only put the ball in between shortstop and third base and run, right? Like I saw a stat, this is years ago, this is 2017, Billy Hamilton, right? Who's still the fastest dude in the league, mm-hmm. still, and he's older, right? He hit something like 208 or 212 on balls on the ground. Like, dude, the fastest dude, the fastest dude in the league. The fastest dude, like shuffle, the fastest dude out of the ball, everything hitting 212 mm. on just on, on balls on the ground. So, again, like all balls on the ground are bad, right? But what, how I look, how I look at my philosophy is like we want to hit everything hard. So then, and we want to give ourselves the most chance to be successful. So then, when I miss, I get a bleeder single, or when I miss, I get this, right? And so I just think like the do damage mindset is what's most important right because like do damage doesn't have second base third base home run attached to it doing damage is like you're allowed to be a, a situational hitter you're allowed to be like good and good within an at bat so like that's what i'm super passionate about is like hit the ball hard right but stop making the target first base mm-hmm. because you're a first hole you hit first second because like <clears throat> if if you hit first, second, eighth or ninth or first, second, you know, in nine hole, you get a ball in the gap. You have the opportunity to be on third base because you can probably run a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, why is that a bad thing now to like, again, like, no, like I'm not saying people should try and like be something, be something that you're not, but again, like hit the ball hard, move well. And I think what we've seen over the, over the past few years is that like 
small guys can hit too, and small guys can slug, right? And it is possible to slug and have a decent on-base percentage and drive some runs in and do all of those things, right? So I think that when you up and down have people that have that kind of mindset, um, it really just allows you to, to score more runs, which is really the point anyway. And pitching has gotten so good, you know, as far as movement and tunneling, you know, we've got all this stuff with the sticky stuff going on right now, right? But, like, take that out. The tunneling is what's crazy, right? Like, the, those, you know, pitching ninja, dude is a goat, right? Like, <laughs> all that stuff. And, like, but you watch it, and they look the exact same yep. way. And so, like, man, like, you know, it's just <clears> – <throat> I think we're doing ourselves a disservice if we don't try and maximize every time that we make contact. Mm-hmm. And that can change per the situation. But, like – Yes, a, a, you know, a backside ground ball would be great. Like, let's do that. But, like, now if I'm if I'm aiming to hit the ball hard, what happens if I split right field, right field and center field and I end up on third base too, mm-hmm. you know, or I end up on second base or, you know, whatever it is. I think – so I think that that's, that's what that mindset is, right? It's just, like, hit the ball. Line drives are always the goal. Now, like – and so it's just, like, keeping that in mind. So it's just changing the target from, you know, you're a singles guy to hit the ball hard. And that, and that encompasses, that can be all encompassing, if that makes any sense. Awesome. If you had to give one piece of advice to any, any player, good player, 16 to, to 22 years old, whatever, yeah. on how to hit more line drives consistently, what would your one piece of advice be? So like yeah. if someone's listening to this, mm-hmm. they can walk away and be like, I have one thing. I have one piece of advice that I can at least try out. Yeah. So I would say, um, I would say there's a precursor and then it kind of goes, goes together with, with a piece of advice. So I would say like, if that, if you want that to happen, you want to, you want to do that. You gotta, you gotta learn, mm. right. You gotta learn, you gotta dig in and you gotta learn. Cause like, there's so much, there's some trash out there as far as information, but there's also really good stuff. Right. And having that mindset of there's always something that I can take away, even if it's something not to do um, that, that's a, that's a game changing, that's a game changing thing. Right. And so I think that, the piece of the tangible piece of advice would be like, <clears throat> you have to, your body has to move efficiently. If your body can move efficiently in sequence, um, you know, and, and your swing become an unfolding of all of the tension and the torque and, and the strength that's built up, then you're going to get on, you're going to get on plane. You're going to match the baseball. You're going to like be able to hit it at the angle, you know, and, and at the, the thing that will produce line drives. And mm-hmm. so like learning how that works, learning how your front leg and your back leg, learning how your, you know, <clears throat> just learning how your body works together sequentially is super key. So I'll give a, a, a quick example, right? So like sometimes, so like I heard Alex Brigman talk about, he thinks hands first as soon as he sees the ball, mm-hmm. right? But then you watch his swing, right? And his, his, his back knee is ahead of his, back elbow right yeah. so that just tells you that his back knee is going before his hands right so it's pulling pulling the back but like um so like if people you know just something as simple as like think about if your hands come too early if they leak just with once the front side gets down it's almost like hitting on one leg mm-hmm. or thinking about like my small muscle is now pulling a big muscle right so i mean there's some meatheads out there right that can you know curl a hundred pounds, 150 pound dumbbells. Right. But like, um, I know more people that can deadlift 500 pounds or 600 pounds. And I know people that can bicep curl that much. Right. Oh, yeah. So like just understanding how the body works and understanding that those 
like I, I I'm 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 telling you, like I had two I had two new guys last week, um, and I never once taught them how to get on plane. We 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 and then we measured some of that right, how long their bat was in the zone, and it just fixed itself because they were moving sequentially and just all these things as far as like without getting too deep in the weeds of physics and stuff like that. Right. But like, it just works. Right. So learning how the body works and how, you know, the big muscles work with the hips and the pelvis and then that pulls the bat, which then helps the, the bat speed go up. And then it's going to help you just like be right where the baseball is. Right. Cause hmm. one of the things that people will think about is like, you know, like I'm sure you saw it, right. When you would change height on a pitch, people would freak out. Mm. And it's like, do you do that in the game? No. What do you do? Your eyes and your body adjust. So like, why are you freaking out now? Let's yeah. just like stay right here. Let your eyes and your body adjust. You don't know what side bit side bend is, but what you're doing. Mm. So like, don't worry about it, but just, just do it. Right. So I think it's one of those things that like, once you're, you under, you understand that front lobe of the brain mm. then front lobe of the brain can get out of the way. And like, it's going to put you right there where you're going to be able to square up more baseballs. That's all you want. And, and be patient, like give yourself the opportunity to learn learning most times is a long process. Mm. Right. So. Yeah. One thing I know to be true. Learning is painful. <laughs> Always. If it's not, it's not learning. My opinion. Yeah. A lot of mistakes and a lot of, uh, misfires and a lot of failure. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to stay on this like specific path, right? Mm -hmm. Cause I think this is what you're like such a great communicator at. Um, this is like pretty broad and I know it, it, it goes into the deeper, um, you know, it's part of our sequence. It's part of our sequencing, yeah. um, which is really tough to describe on a podcast. By the way, so true. So true. podcast <laughs> is definitely not the best medium to learn everything right. about hitting. But I'm hoping that people come to this podcast and they learn about, you know, yeah. uh, you know, propel and they go and they follow you and, and they learn just a ton. Mm -hmm. Um, but talk to us about stretch. You know what I mean? I, I mm -hmm. see you posted a lot about stretch. You've talked about it. Um, I could just watch Mookie Betts hit all day, um, like all day. For I think real. I could watch Mookie and Boba shit hit like all more day. than anybody small, Literally. smaller guys. And with mm -hmm. just like such efficient, consistent swings. Yes. Um, but talk to us about stretch. I know that's pretty general, but talk to us about no, how good. to get proper stretch, the importance of it, everything. Yeah. So I think that stretch is one of the hardest things for, I would say kids and parents to get, I think, I think older guys, um, borderline elite guys get that pretty, pretty easily. Um, but I think that it's hard because you can, there's inorganic and there's organic, right? So there's stuff that you can make up that's fake. Um, and there's stuff that's, that's more real, um, with that. Right. So I think that inorganic happens a lot because it's easier to feel. Um, and so, <clears throat> well, and it's easier to feel in where people are describing it. Right. So a lot of times in the stretch, you'll see, you know, people doing around the spine move or, or something with the, with the hands, like loading, loading the hands back to the catcher or trying to create hands with the, uh, with, with the hand movement, <clears throat> yeah, trying to create stretch with that. And so I think that you can feel that, right. You can feel that in your shoulders, you can feel that in other places, but, uh, I think a lot of times for a lot of people that's inorganic, right. Mm -hmm. I think, um, so like, think about, um, like a rubber band, right. So obviously like we've talked about that, but think about it going around a corner, right. Mm -hmm. So if the corner is, is right here and you're stretching 
around the corner, kind of making like a curve around the corner, like a 90 degree angle almost. <clears throat> like when you release the rubber band, there's going to be some wasted movement as it comes around the corner. Right. Mm. So like, then you're going to kind of lose some wasted movement towards the, you know, as a righty, I, my, my wasted movement would be towards the first, the, uh, towards the first base. Right. <clears throat> and so like, it's going to waste a little bit and that, and that's one thing we don't want is to wait, waste movement. And so, you know, I think a lot of times like it can be very organic. I do think it's important to feel stretch. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's very important to feel that. And so, but I do think there's an organic way to do it. Right. And so I think, you know, you've got someone like Acuna who is bad up vertical, mm-hmm. right. And he just steps away from his hands. And so you've got someone like him, you know, I grew up watching Michael Young, Michael Young did it so much that he was barred. Right. But then he was also kind of here. Yep. Um, you know, and then you have, you have other guys that do, you know, you had someone like a, a big poppy or, or a Donaldson or, somebody that has a lot of barrel movement. So and I've studied a ton of Donaldson. Like, I feel like I know him better than a lot of people because all I do is just listen to him because he's so, yeah. so intelligent. Um, but the reason that he does that is so he can, so he gets his bat like a vertical. And then it's like, he said he wants to feel his bat weightless <clears throat> because then like, then as he strides or he makes his forward move, then like he's going to allow his like lat muscles or his bigger muscles to kind of like, move the bat right so then then that unfolding process comes from like some people call it scap some people call i found more success calling it lat right Mm -hmm. because i think more people understand the lat part um but then just like because you watch someone like mookie any of them really that move the bat some like it's not like a herky-jerky hand movement it's a these this bat is being controlled and so Mm -hmm. i think a problem with having herky jerky hand movement that's trying to create that separation is you, it's hard to put it in the same spot every time, right? It's hard to know you lose your barrel. And if you'll, if you'll, if any major league can major league guys can agree on everything, they'll say, we don't want to lose a barrel. Mm-hmm. I, I need to know exactly where that is. And so mm-hmm. I think that, so the way, like if someone comes to me and they say, I need to feel it or I'm not feeling it as much, I, I, you know, more bend towards, Hey, let's like, let it be like weightless, right. It doesn't have to be big moves. It doesn't have to be anything, but like, let's, you know, let's get you into your lats a little bit, your ribs and like other things. So you can like just feel the bat, not even feel the bat there. Just let, cause everybody has a launch area, right. Or launch launch spot where they kind of like stop and, and move mm-hmm. from whatever that is. And, you know, like, I think that that's what I, that's what I try and do is cause I want it to be organic. I don't want it to be like whatever, but some people need to feel, you know, stepping away from the hand. Some people need to feel the front arm stretching, mm-hmm. um, you know, w- whatever it is. I think that, I think the biggest key is it's gotta be organic and organic would be, um, not as like, it's not like stressful if that makes sense. Like it's like tight. It's like, so like imagine a rubber band being or a band being pulled from like your front foot, um, to like the, the tip of the bat. <clears throat> we want that, that stretch to just be very like, um, elongated in a good way, not too much. Right. But like pulled tight, but almost like, you know, like a seat belt. Um, I, Joey Cunha, or I don't know, I think that's how you say it or Cunha or whatever his last name is, but like he, he has a really good explanation of it. He talks about like, you don't, a lot of people create stretch like a tow cable, right? So for those of y'all that haven't ever done that before, you know, like you got one live cards in the front and the person behind within a dead car and, you know, you got a, you got a cable on there. Well, it's, it's one of the, it's like the scariest 15, 20 minutes of your life because like all you're having to do, whether you're pulling or being pulled 
because you're having to slam on the brakes or turn this. You don't have power steering. You don't have power brakes. All these things is very scary because it just goes back and forth and it wobbles. But if you think about a seatbelt, a seatbelt just kind of happens very organically, right? And it stretches across the, you know, the obliques and stretches, touches across the, the entire midsection. And then, but it's just very crisp. So when you let go, when you push the button on the seatbelt, you never have to worry about where it's going. It goes straight back to center. So it's that, that kind of stretch. Um, that's just, and some, some guys it's, they need a huge stretch. Some guys just need a little bit. So I think that's, I think that's a big key is just like making sure that it's more of a seatbelt, um, than a tow rope. Dude, I've never heard that. I think that's such a fantastic way to describe so good. it. I, dude, I told, um, I told Joey, I was like, man, I'm stealing that and I'm stealing it everywhere. It's so good, that. man. It's yeah, so awesome. good. Cool, man. Well, uh, I definitely want to do a round two. I think we could take a couple specific things and just go crazy with them. Um, thank you so much for being on. I mean, I want everyone to go follow you and what you're doing. Um, so I'm going to hand the mic over. Where can people find you? Where can they learn more about you and what you're teaching? Um, and just And just give you some love and support. Absolutely, man. So we're, we're on, we're on IG, um, uh, just at profile hitting. We're also, um, starting to do stuff on YouTube, um, just at profile hitting as well. So we're, we're really starting to pour a lot into the YouTube. We're doing like a drill of the week, but then also explaining some of it and, and doing some fun stuff as well. Right. Cause we want to, you need to have fun and relax a little bit too. But, um, so we're starting to do some like teaching Tuesdays and then and nows and look at guys, looking at guys swings from when they're in high school to when they're, you know, where they are now, what are the big changes? Cause you know, like we said before, the big thing that that we're that we're that we're passionate about is we want to make success tangible. We want to we want to you know give you a GPS system to where you you understand it and not just are thrown to it and um, you know and expected to figure it out, right? So we're we're just really big about the information and, and helping you get there and partnering with you. And so like that's what we're super passionate about. And um, so yeah, man, we'd love for you to uh, love for you guys to check us out there. We've got a hitting course uh, that we put out during during COVID and all that. And so it's, it's a really good resource for whether we're in lockdown or not. Um, it's a really cool thing for, you know, we just kind of coined that as own your own, de- own your own development development. And just like, what are you doing when you're, when you're not with your coaches and understanding the why, right. And understanding the why. So the how is good. And so that, that's something we're super passionate about. I love to love to partner with you guys and help in any way we can. So we're passionate about once we, you know, we, me and my partner say all the time, like we, we want everyone to be better than us. Right. And that's my goal is that every, every single person that I come in contact with turns out better than me as a baseball player. And so, yeah, man, that's what, that's what we're passionate about, bro. I'm so grateful that, you know, you're having me on and I, I'm, I love it, man. So bro, I'm, as much as you want to talk and many, and many times you want to do it, I'm all game for it, brother. I'm all game. Dude, I love it. Thank you so much, Cameron. Uh, this won't be our last talk at all, but uh, thank you so much for taking the time. This is great. Absolutely, man. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to Spotlight by Play Craig. And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, take care.